All right, welcome back, everybody. It is uh, Pit Pass on the Road with Absurd After Party. Denny Stevenson, Justin Braden, Damon Bradshaw, Chad Swap Pedersen, a former co-host of this very show, Cody Gilmore in the house, Matt Byton, Mark Bennell, Tony Wink. I do want to thank uh, Mark Bennell and Pole Position Raceway for hosting at the last minute. Uh, our caterers have done a remarkable job of moving everything up here. And, of course, uh, some great contests and things like that. But it's always fun to be able to partner with somebody like Denny Stevenson. Denny, prior to the break, you guys were just talking about aging within the sport. There was one particular night, and I was co-announcing at Vets Auditorium, and I got to see somebody I just absolutely loved, and it's Justin Brayton. I was all geared up for it. He was geared up for it. The fans were geared up for it, and then came two broken legs. And I could not wait till the night was over, until I got to the hospital to be able to see you. They turned me away at the door. They said, are you related? I said, look at me, really, seriously? Come on. But um, the news was that, of course, you had a couple injuries that you had to take care of. Can you describe that night from the time you hit the throttle until the time you hit the track? Yeah, I remember like it, it was just yesterday. Um, so rewinding a little bit, I had been in arena cross for – uh, I believe this was going into my third season. I'd gotten fourth in the championship the year before, and I missed a few races due to injury again. But uh, I had just signed with a team. It was my first ride, like, paying job where I got a salary, and and uh, it was on Motor World Suzuki at the time. And so I was coming in as what I thought was potentially the favorite or or a guy who could potentially win the championship. The first round was in Des Moines, so I was extra excited. Like, I'm going to go win this arena cross in Des Moines. I'm going to be the points leader leaving here. Like I had all these big plans. And that night in particular, there was a – we would go basically the full length of the stadium. And I remember we were doing like a triple, triple, double or something. And I was like, man, I think I could quad that. And it was when quads weren't really that popular. Now we do quads the third lap of practice. But then it was – I think I could quad that, and it was going to be so much faster. And in arena cross, if you could do something like that, you would just be gone. So I went out, and I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, my friend Mark that's here tonight, I don't know exactly where he said. I think he's in the back. But uh, I remember sitting in the stands with him, and my parents like, hey, I'm going to jump that this next practice. I'm going to jump it. And I did it, and everything was great. Uh, I think a couple people ended up jumping it. Um, but that night in the main event, I come around. I was passing a guy, for, uh, Josh DeMuth, who we all know well in Arena Cross. I was passing him for second, and I drug pegs up the lip, cased it over the bars, and I knew right away I broke my leg. And, um, yeah, that, that was a rough go because, like I said, I just signed a contract. Um, I was on my way, what I felt like, to possibly making it a career. And right then and there, first round in Des Moines, uh, just uh, all my dreams felt like they were shattered. And in the, in the hospital that night, uh, the doctor told me that from my knee down was powder. And, and he came in and said, well, have you ever thought about doing anything else? And and I was like, not really. I'm, I think I was 20 years old at the time or something like that. And he said, well, you probably never ride a bike again, and, and you're going to have to learn how to walk and, and all these crazy things. And and then we said, well, let's see the x-ray. And my stepdad looked at the x-ray, and he was like, I don't think it's as bad as what he's saying. Let's get out of here. So we basically left and called the doctor back home in Fort Dodge, who we knew that was pretty good. And, and um Ended up, it, it's obviously fine, and now we look back hindsight 2020. And, and but I was out that whole season, the, the whole year, and I'd signed a two-year contract with Motorworld, and the next year was a guaranteed Supercross contract. So I had that to look forward to. But yeah, I'm sure you guys all have 
had that happen before where you just feel like everything's going so good and then it's not right that's sports that's life i guess uh but yeah that, that night was um it just doesn't hurt as bad in life normally yeah exactly <laughs> broken bones but are... rewinding so rewinding back to 2000 or 2001 vets auditorium totally changed my life that night and that was when damon was coming back and um and denny was there so a couple quick stories about that year um i believe i was a senior in high school a junior or senior and um did you graduate high school i did yes well done public public nice. schools all the I way did through. too. <laughs> homeschooling was not an option and going south to ride was not an option yeah, it's, my, it's, all my, so, it's all my mom asked yeah. graduate high school yeah yeah so uh obviously vets auditorium first round of arena cross hey i'm some kid from from fort dodge iowa getting bikes from storm lake honda and uh, let's go race this arena cross that's in town. And I remember there was like 150 or 200 riders. It was busy. I mean, it was my kid. It was, it was my kid series yeah, at the time, right? And my yeah. kid knew how to promote the arena cross. Mm -hmm. he, so he you did it well. Guys like Denny, who laundry list of accomplishments. You have Buddy Antonez, who's I remember looking at Buddy and just being so intimidated with this bald head and like just <laughs> just a Bruce Willis. I heard just look. like yeah. oh my gosh, that's Buddy Antonez. And uh, Chad, you even, said even though he was like five six. Here? I didn't know. I did not. You race weren't that racing that year. And then you had this guy, Damon Bradshaw, who I watched on TV. And once again, God, who I thought yeah. was a cartoon character, like not even a real guy. He's just this guy that wins races and, and, and had retired and decided to come back. That yeah, year, right? retired yeah. And, he's, and he's coming back and only 15 people make the main event. So I'm thinking for sure, I'm not going to make the main event. Maybe I'll just make the night show and I'll be on the starting gate in front of all my, all my family. Right. And friends from high school, are like, Oh, check him out. He's down there. So I got for practice. Somehow I get in the practice with you guys. I come in the practice with the good guys and I come up behind Denny. I'll never forget it. I was going through the whoops and there's a right hand turn after the whoops. I go through the whoops, what I thought was pretty fast. I'm like, that's Denny Stevenson. And I just threw up in my helmet. I was so nervous because it was Denny. I'm not kidding. It was. I did the same Denny thing Stevenson. last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then that whole weekend, I proceeded to throw up three or four times and <laughs> mainly because I was just so nervous. And uh, so I ended up being fastest in practice. And Checkers was there. Checkers told the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm the fast ahead of all these guys, right? And there were Supercross guys that would show up. There, I'm sure Blake and Ramsey might have been there or, or with Nick Way or something. I remember Jason Thomas and Jerry Dostal. <clears throat> Pro Circuit. Mitch, for, like Mitch for some reason, wanted to send his young kids into the, into the Lions yeah. den. And yeah. we would usually knock them down. Yeah. And uh, so fast in practice, going into the night, I'm just like, this this is crazy. And I whole shotted the first uh, heat race. This is a 250 class. I wasn't that good on a 125. I don't even know if I made the, the main on a 125. But 252 stroke, I whole shot the first heat race. And Bradshaw passes me. And I'm like, this is where I can make a name for myself right now. And I actually pass him back. And <laughs> threw up in my helmet again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I won the heat race. And we're just like, this is crazy. And I still have this picture, uh, the full two-page spread. And uh, it had me passing Damon. He probably didn't want to hear it because he's raced with way better guys in his day. But there's a picture in Playground Magazine that said the veteran or the the rookie passes the veteran or something like that. And it was like still to this day one of my proudest moments. And that night, honestly, that, that's what put me on the map. That's like no one had heard of me. There was guys there. Uh, Paul Lindsay from Motorworld at, at the time, he was there that night. He ended up hiring me a few years later. Um, it seemed like because then Arena Cross started in November. So everyone's eyes, all the whole industry, 
their eyes were on Des Moines Arena Cross. That was seriously one of the biggest races of the year. Yeah, all the industry would come out for it. You yeah, know, they we would barely see out. them during the year, but we'd all the goggle guys and gear guys and would yeah. all be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that night, I didn't do very good in the main. I think it was sixth or seventh. But um, that night, seriously, forever, I think changed my life and internally because then I was like, hey, these guys aren't cartoon characters. I can actually be pretty good. And and I, I don't know, I made it two or three or four grand that weekend. I was like, man, this is pretty sweet. Going back to school on Monday, like thinking I was a rich kid. But um, yeah, that weekend forever will, has has changed my life in racing with, with Damon. And uh, he's going to make some excuse about boots or something. He's told me, uh, I don't know yeah, if I believe it or something. <laughs> well, the ironic thing is that night, did you didn't qualify either, either main or either class. No, 250 you did because you got second in the heat race. 125, I think you I'm pretty sure you didn't qualify in either one. The first one. night, I don't think I qualified at all. In either. The second night. And we were like, ha-ha, the old guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, then, then the next the night he won both mains. Maybe it was the second <laughs> night. Like, well, yeah. I guess the beast is back. Yeah. No. I... Yeah, so that, that was an unbelievable weekend. And just the hype around it and racing guys like like Denny and Damon. And, um, Ray Cross was fun. fun. I mean, it uh, it gave us all a second career. It gave you a beginning of career, yeah. um, which I've always felt that when they were trying to do this Ricky Carr, Michael Chase for Supercrosses, it makes no sense because I don't think Arena Cross has anything to do with Supercross. I mean, yeah, you don't, I agree, yeah. you turn around a barrel, there's 27 mm -hmm. second lap times. It's yeah. like, it's like comparing motocross to GNCC almost, you know? Yeah. But, you know, if you, in fact, you learned, I mean, your, your style was always so smooth and precise, your whoop speed, which still today is uncomparable. You know, I think you and Chad Reed's about the only two guys that gets through a set of whoops. Everybody else has to hop through them, I guess. Yeah. Um, Actually, you helped that, Danny. So I'll, I'll <clears throat> never forget this either. I would go through the whoops because in arena cross mainly it was a left-hand turn sweeper into whoops. I remember just always hitting them in second gear, wound out. And these guys I would watch like, how are they doing that? And Denny told me one time, he's like, I go through whoops in fourth. And it might've been that day I had a grove actually. We practiced with whoops because I had some yeah. skimmers that day. Yeah. Yep, we did. He said, I go through them in fourth and I'm like, my jaw hit the ground. I'm like, wait, how do you even get to fourth gear for one? I don't even know my bike has four gears. <laughs> like, and you're going to go through the whoops in fourth gear? And I remember trying it, just like timidly trying. It. I'm like, it's so much better. It, so yeah, it, it, it helped to have a lot of legs. Like I had a lot of legs, so it helped. Yeah. And that was my biggest thing in 90 um, on the factory Suzuki's. It, I would just, I would hit them in the highest gear I could possibly go. And mm -hmm. and I'd learned that from practicing with Bale. Bale had to learn that whole rocking horse type thing. And uh, yeah. if, I, if he could do that at a slower type thing, let's just let's, let's up the speed and see if we can do them faster. Mm -hmm. And that was, the whoops are always one of my benefits. So I always, I appreciate, I'd always liked your style of just like dropping the hammer. And even today, yeah. and you always keep your body, your, your body position is like always perfect. Like in the middle of the bike, head over the hat, over the crossbar pad. We, uh, not, nowadays, we need to work on jumping, I guess, huh? Who, Everybody me? just jumps whoops. No, oh, jumping in general. It. Yeah, you said yeah. this year, there's only two sex, two tracks that have two tracks. blitzing oh, yeah. whoops. And I don't know if anyone like listened to the Pulp Show that I did in Denver, that there's apparently a conspiracy that they're talking about. Kiefer was talking about it, uh, Mathis, obviously, that the whoops will be stirred out big, They'll see Roger boogie up to the freaking, you know, the, whoever he, they talk to about that. And after practice or, you know, before, after press day, they're bowed down. I yeah, was shocked I, that they're even saying that. Like, they're like, yeah, that, that's been happening all season. Yeah. I, you I think don't that's know. possible when you're there. I have seen whoops built on Friday and Saturday during try walk, they're mowed down for sure. But I will say, like Seattle this year, the whoops started out big. And I'm like, there's no way we'll jump these. No possible way. And me and Chad were the, the best guys in them. We're, He's what 37. I'm 35, and we're the two best guys in the whoops, which is kind of funny. And then all of a sudden, the last practice, like I don't remember what I was in times. I'm like, I was crushing the whoops. Like, what? What's going on? Oh, they're they're all jumping the whoops now. And I'm like, 
how, like how do they even jump those you know so it's kind of changing the game with with the way we go through whoops and Damon you've been at a lot of races you've witnessed it yourself I'm sure Chad you've watched on TV but like did you guys jump whoops a lot back in here Chad did you Jump quite a few weeks. I think it was, yeah, it wasn't as much now, but I think yeah. we definitely did. Whoops were just a lot different. Because it would get so beat up, out. yeah. You, you yeah really it was pavement. It was literally pavement between and, and rear cross whoops. And I mean, always, I would always try to hunt a fresh portion of the whoops, but in arena cross, we did, I think we would jump. Yeah. And what was different when when we rode our early start Supercross seasons career was when they you had three promoters. So every track was built by a different crew. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like the West Coast wow. was Mickey Thompson and their track, their whoops were basically curbs. Their jumps were real squatty. Yeah, Savitsky did the East Coast ones. And then, I, you know, obviously Daytona was a different one. So imagine going into what part, and they talk about East West Coast dirt and East Coast dirt, but can you imagine East Coast builders and West Coast builders? Yeah, I mean, that tracks crazy. are totally built different. Yeah. That's wild. Wild. Can you imagine that now? Different I can't imagine motors that. And How you have to build the tracks crazy. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, now we have the same track builders basically every week. They have the same guy build the whoops every week. But yeah, you're right. I mean, some some weeks they're smaller than others, and and there has been races in particular where we show up on Friday, and you know normally we fly in Friday, but sometimes we'll have press day, and I'll see the whoops like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. They'll be skimmers, and then you walk the track on Saturday morning. It's like, where'd they go? That's they, a, it's, they it's, a KTM, it's a KTM. It's a KTM's. Uh, Scandal, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> what they were calling. I, it. I was shocked that I hadn't heard that. But uh, I, I, someone else had said that you know Cooper has obviously had an outstanding season, but the whoops helped him. When there were blitzers, he was not good. When he For could sure, hop through yeah. them, they were lifesavers. And yeah. one of the other guys I, I was talking to was saying that, they, that he has to purposely build the whoops so they can hop through them. Sometimes you know, so it's mm -hmm. something they can practice because obviously when you try to do it that day, you're yeah. like, man, I, I can't. I've been yeah, practicing. Not that good at it. Yeah. But man, yeah. was a hopper too. I'm was a hopper. You were a hopper. You were a hopper. You were oh, yeah. little, I live for the hopping. Yeah. You, I think you, that year you wanted Tampa. Was that yeah, Tampa, was Orlando? A, those yeah. whoops are hoppers. Yep. Yep. They were Track was concrete. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, I don't know. That was a weird win. What? That was, you that won was Tampa weird. in 90? 90? 93. 93. 93. <clears throat> All over. Huh. Tell us about 96. When you're uh, riding for Mitch, did you leave Arena Cross that year? And then, uh, Knocked yourself out in Minneapolis. I remember watching this race. I remember that on TV. So swap. Do we want to know if you want to? Yeah. So. Oh, Fort Dodge. Fort Dodge. Yeah. Fort Dodge. You're from Nebraska now, Gilmore. Down. I'm from Nebraska now, Denny's my boy. Okay. But swap was my ultimate hero growing up, my whole life. And I remember watching Minneapolis Supercross one year, and you knocked yourself out. He was riding for Mitch. I. I raced that was that was 97 97 I did that when I worked when I raced with uh Chaparral you're on a Yamaha right nine, uh, yeah a Yamaha right when you were yep. you're leading the rain across you raced the, what the first four rounds yeah I think the last one you raced was Guthrie I think and then you you went to it's super cross yeah I went to went to Florida and and uh well no I went to Indy and they had the wrong shock on my bike so I went from first to fourth and got the old, oh, he's just used to arena cross. So then I went to the following weekend and then I podiumed with, I was on, got third with Ricky winning. And then uh, Carmichael. I don't know him. And then uh, <laughs> the, it was the, the D-Day, the end of uh, that year when I, uh, I crashed and shattered my wrist.
that, no, that was that was 97. 96, I just raced Des Moines. Just had some stock bikes and raced Des Moines. And then I got ready for Minneapolis and Yezik cross-rutted in front of me and off I went onto the concrete. Yeah, I remember you like your concussed. And then, like, did you break your arm too? Yep. Broke my wrist. Yeah. Yep. I remember yeah, the Cody. You, you, you remember like it? The hardest, like, uh, you're riding for Mitch up here. Like, was Mitch is a powerhouse then too? Like, uh, like, what? How do you deal with that? And then, and then you're out for the whole season. Um, I was. I, I came. I only missed the first round of the outdoors, and I came back, and I was. I don't know. I was the top finisher on the team for sure that whole year, and. Uh, me and Mitch had a, a great relationship and I remember going into the 97 season and I'm doing all the, all the suspension testing, pipe testing. I mean, I'm burning laps for bones and Mitch and, uh, I'm like really ready to freaking make shit happen for the next year. And all of a sudden they let me go. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I wanted to, I almost flipped Mitch's desk over on top of him. I was so freaking mad. <laughs> So, what, what, yeah. huh? What was the they hired Decker. Ricky. No, Craig, Craig Decker. Decker. Was it Craig, Craig, Suzuki? Decker. Craig was on Suzuki here before, and right? He came back. He came back because he broke his back. And it's like I don't know. I, I was I had a point to prove '97, and she went from Mitch to Chaparral. Yeah. What month was that when Mitch told you? Uh, like, uh, that was November. Oh, so you. Totally Didn't screwed me. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, I was lucky, yeah. I was lucky enough that uh, Dave Dameron, you know, picked me up. Totally. Well, we have a surprise caller on the line. Uh, Mitch Payton, are you there? Yeah. No? Okay. Just kidding. Uh, listen, we got to take a quick time out. The combined broadcast of Absurd After Party and, of course, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Grateful for all the... You that are listening, but all that have joined us here, Justin Brayton on the weekend. It's the Justin Brayton shootout. And why he does it, he loves to give back. He likes to see the youth, but he also likes to play. And if we forget, one of the reasons why we get into racing to begin with is because we want to have fun. And we discover that some of us are better than others. And right now I'm sitting next to what I consider motorcycling royalty, and I'm very lucky to be here. Scott Casper with you for Tony Wake. We'll be back live from Pole Position Raceway in Grimes, Iowa. Stay tuned on a Justin Brayton weekend. It is Pit Pass, everybody. So, really This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.